Hello, it's Louise again, and here I am with the Knit British podcast. Knit British supports wool that's been grown, spun, and dyed in the UK. Episode 14 Remember, it's November. Hello, all. Thank you very much for joining me. It's Lovely to have you all around. Hearty welcomes all and special welcome uh, and hello to you if you're joining me for the first time today. I am back just a mere two weeks after the last time I, I podcast. Hopefully now that my work-life balance has changed a little, little bit then there will be plenty more time for podcasting and knit British writings. You might notice that I sound a bit different this time. I am recording in a different area of the house, i.e. the kitchen, so it might sound a little bit more echoey and you might hear my chair creaking um, and you will probably hear people going past the window. Um, I'll try and edit it out as much as possible. This month is November and so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that later on, but I have been singing to myself, remember it's November, to the tune Remember You're a Womble because that's how I roll and <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what a womble is I, I fear for you um, I, I will put a link <laughs> to the to the wombling video on, <laughs> on the show notes also in this, this week's episode I have a yarn preview uh, of a new yarn from Blacker their West Country Tweed I have cast on, cast off. I've got spin on, spin off. And I have an exclusive with Claire Devine and Jessica James about their new collaboration. I have the usual hellos and thanks. And if you were at Shetland Wool Week and you think you lost a shawl, then stay tuned. So get your whip and get a beverage. Get settled in. And let's go. This is the Wovember episode because it is Wovember. For those of you who don't know, Wovember is a campaign which was started by Kate Davis, Felix Ford and Tom of Holland to champion wool from each stage, from wool work to the finished item on your back and how it gets at each stage of the wool journey and our appreciation of wool. I've been really lucky because I've been asked to be a member of Team November this year and I was asked quite a while ago and I sort of I think I possibly might have teased you with some that I had some news but I wasn't going to tell you what it was I was asked to do a few posts and as things transpired I was asked to actually become a member of the team and I'm hugely 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 delighted to do that um, and be involved with such a fantastic campaign and a fantastic brand to get people to appreciate wool more than they already do. It's it's a it's brilliant. November runs from the first of November to the thirtieth of November or November, and every day we will have posts. November words, which is which is usually a shorter post, hits you at your elevenses, so you have something to enjoy while you enjoy your mid morning break. Um, something short, sweet, and woolly. In the afternoon, we have the fleece in focus photo post which is a photograph by Jenny Reed. just is a f- magnificent photographer and she she has such an eye for, for detail and for colour and she's a fantastic photographer so we have a photo from her every day and then in the evening we will have a November post for you with 
and it ranges from many different things from um, sheep appreciation to wool appreciation to knit appreciation wool worker appreciation I think you get now that Wolvember is all about promoting real wool from real sheep can't say that enough <laughs> So get on over to uh, wovember.com. We also are running a couple of competitions. We have the Wovember Photo Competition and we have the Wovember Wall. So first of all, I'll tell you about the Wall, which is a wool along. Um, and it works exactly the same way as a knit along. But unlike a knit along, it can include spinning, weaving, crochet and other crafts which utilise wool. So if you want to join the Wovember Wall, simply select your proposed 100% percent wool project set a time scale for the month and get cracking you can knit something in wool you can crochet something in wool you can sew something in wool you know with wool cloth and felt you can weave you can set yourself a personal spinning challenge which is what i'm going to do a bit more about that later on or just come up with something fabulously and ingeniously wooly <laughs> and share what we discovered about about wool and textiles. So this is how you participate in the Wovember Wall. Identify 100% wool project which you would like to work on during Wovember. Assemble necessary items, knitting needles, spindles, looms, crochet hooks, sewing thread, etc. Work on your wall throughout Wovember. And on the 25th of Wovember, Wovember, Photograph your project in progress and email it to wovember at gmail.com with your name, what you're working on, the wool you're working with and a sentence describing the experience so far. And also, if you're already currently working on a 100% wool project, then you can also join the wall as an, as an incentive to finish. So that's pretty blooming good, isn't it? All you 100% wool knitters out there. All projects emailed to Wovember will be featured in the wall showcase and there will be three prizes awarded for participation the golden fleece award the sheepy rainbow award and the usain bolt award <laughs> the golden fleece will be bestowed on the sheepiest project the sheepy rainbow award will be bestowed on the project which is the most creative with color provided by the natural sheep wool shades and the usain bolt award will be awarded to the fastest fingers uh, i.e the greatest technical feat of wool work completed during the wow prizes will likely consist of 100 wool covered brooches made by the fantastic Felix Ford, which will be posted out to you in December. Plus internet fame and glory and bragging rights. And you can advertise your participation in the WAL on your website by using um, a badge, website badge, and I'll put a link to that on the show notes. So that is the Wovember Wool Along. And I know that there's lots of you who'd be interested in, in doing that. So fantastic. The other thing we are running is the Wovember Photo Competition. Now, you might have entered this before. We're doing it slightly differently this year. And we're doing it via Instagram. And those of you who are on Instagram will know that that enables you to upload photos with captions and hashtags very quickly using your photo, your, you know, your camera on your phone. Also, you can email photos from your PC to, or your Mac to your phone and then upload your saved photos via Instagram if you prefer to do it that way. And if you don't have a smartphone, you can download a program called Drambler, which will enable you to upload photos to Instagram from your desktop. It's all quite straightforward. And if you aren't quite sure about it, then you can Google it because there are step-by-step -step tutorials on how to do these things. To enter a photo into the competition, you simply upload it onto Instagram using the hashtag Wovember2014 and the caption that you would like to appear alongside it. And then 
Felix and I will search for the photos with that hashtag and display them there. So anything that you post with hashtag November 2014 will end up eventually on the gallery on November.com. Now I say eventually because there are two of us doing this job and there are lots of you with fantastic photos and so we're, sh- we're sharing it between us. So if you if you put on Instagram a picture for the competition and then you check the website and you don't see it there automatically, please don't panic. It will appear there. We are sharing, sharing the job, lo- job load between us. So if you posted a picture more than a week, a week and a half ago, then give us a shout. But otherwise, don't worry. We'll, we will get them up there. Images entered into the competition should express what 100% woo means to you. And there are absolutely no rules on what that is. But the sheep content should be high and the images should be very wooly and very fleecy. And they will sort of display on the gallery full size uh, with your with your um, comment. So that is the photo competition again. You use Instagram and you use hashtag November 2014. And November is also on Twitter. We tweet all of our posts. Um, we will probably be tweeting a few um, november things from our own um, accounts as well, I would have thought. You know that I will, because it's all about the wool over at Knit British. Um, <laughs> so, there's plenty to keep you going. So tweet November and tell us what you're doing for your November wall and, you know, get your p- pictures on Instagram and let us see your November photo competition entries. There will be prizes. We'll discuss more more of that nearer the time, but there will be some fantastic prizes that are being discussed at the moment. People love Movember. It you know, people love it and we've already had heaps of great comments and lots of people sharing the website. So we hope that that it's all of interest to you and if you have something that you think that we should be talking about, then let us know. It's all about celebrating wool and the fact that wool comes from sheep and the fact that sheep are fantastic. And there will be some posts and Q&As and interviews with people, but I will also be doing some posts on British wool, you know, t- trying to tackle some of the misconceptions that you can't use wool um, for a certain project. Just shouting out a little bit about the fantastic wool producers and manufacturers that we have in the UK, because the yarn that's produced in this country, as well as other fleecy products. So that's where I'll probably be coming from. And also... November words often take an archival feel because you know that I have I did ethnology and I love sound recordings and it's something that I've been wanting to do with Knit British for a while and it might still come to pass but um, we have some going to have a couple of archivey um, links to uh, some fantastic sound recordings uh, people talking about wool so that is November. Thank you, everybody who's who's tweeted and championed November so far. It's the first week and it's been fantastic, um, and it's been really wonderful to be chatting daily with Felix and doing heaps of skyping, and all for the love of November. It's beautiful, and there's lots of fantastic content coming up from wool workers and dyers and wool producers. Um, you're gonna love it.
nothing has been cast on apart from the project in the Black or West Country tweet that I will tell you about later. But I did cast something off. And you're not going to believe me when I tell you what it is. All together now, the tree rings blanket. <laughs> Wahoo! I am so pleased to have finished that. I cast it off 10 months to the day that I cast it on. So I am pretty, pretty, pretty pleased with myself, I have to say. And currently it is blocking. It's taking up all of the sitting room floor because I don't have a very big sitting room and it's quite a big blanket. And I love it. I absolutely love it. For those of you who might be new to the podcast, the Tree Rings Blanket um, is by Andrea Rangel and it is in the Woo People 5, I think, by Brooklyn Tweed. But I'll put the links on the, on the show notes. I cast it on on Boxing Day. And it took the whip crack away cal. Cue the music. So whip crack away, whip crack away, whip crack away. To get me to finish this item. This is my oldest whip, or was my oldest whip, I should say. It's now my most recent finished object. And I'm so chuffed with myself. Whip crack away, I haven't done much whip cracking. Wedbeck and follow your arrow are still in the same position as they were the last time we spoke. But that that I have finished the Tree Rings Blanket means that Whip Crack Away has been an enormous, an enormous success for me. And if you have been taking part in Whip Crack Away, you will know that I've been calling it the behemoth uh, of, of whips because I have to sort of, you know, it, got, it grew so much that it was keeping me warm by the time I was finished knitting it. But yes, I, I feel it's an enormous achievement and I'm so chuffed that it's finished. The rest of Whip Crack Away is going splendidly for everyone else because as I say I haven't touched my other whips. I could almost cry looking at the finished objects galleries on my Ravelry group thread and Nick's Ravelry group thread on Yarns from the Plain. The amount of work and grafting that has gone on these whips is unbelievable and I know I've said that every single time that I've podcast but it really is true it's quite lovely to see all the, the whip crack aware saying how much they have enjoyed getting the support and getting a little bit of encouragement to finish their whips. And some of them are a lot older than my 10-month-old two-rings blanket, let me tell you. It's just been incredible to, to see you know, people getting that love back for their whips. And I, I think Nick and I are going to have to do this again, I think. Whip Crack Away finishes on Saturday the 15th of November. So you've got another week. So if you haven't already taken part and you have whips older than the 1st of September this year, then take part. Join in and take part. Right now the thread is with me in the Knit British group, the chat thread, and then it moves to Nick's group in the Yarns and the Plain group on Sunday. You've got you've got over a week, so get digging into that unfinished object pile. I'm sure there's something in there that needs finishing, that needs just needs sewing up or needs another couple of inches knitted on to the end of it. Join in because we we are going to have some prizes, and you can post your finished objects in the finished object galleries in both Nick and I's groups, so that you have even more of a chance to win. So get whip cracking away. Whip crack- 
away, whip, crack away, whip, crack away. When I was at Yarndale, I was there with Claire Devine and Jess James. They've just recently collaborated on a project called Head to Toe. And they've collaborated again and in true fashion, which they do this to me, <laughs> this is the second time, I think, where they've asked me to come and interview them and not told me what it's about. And um, we were at Yarndale together, as I said, and we had to steal ourselves a little time to get together to talk about this exciting news. Um, well, there wasn't really anywhere in Yarndale at the auction marked to talk quietly. So we went outside in the sort of outdoor pen area, which was probably not the most ideal place. And I also had a new mic set up um, for recording in the field, I guess, um, which, despite the best efforts to staunch the noise around and to sort of shield from the wind, it is slightly... The, the volume is slightly up and down in places, I think, just because the mic was trying to compensate for the, the background noise and the sort of noise of the breeze, which was... It was a nice day, but it was quite breezy. I should say that uh, you might want to turn up the volume for this. You might be okay. We convened in, in a, a pen area near some disinfectant and quite a lot of poo. And... <laughs> We, we gathered there to hear all about the news that Jess and Claire have collaborated on a yarn club. And not just any yarn club, a British wool yarn club. It's absolutely fantastic. So without further ado, I'll let you hear that interview and then discuss the details with you afterwards. Right, well, so we're standing here in um, pen 14 or 15 at Yarndale. So glamorous, near the disinfectant <laughs> and buy a lot of poop. <laughs> Don't lean anywhere. But yes, no, I'm, I'm with uh, Jess and Claire, who've got something to tell me that I... We do love to keep you guessing. Spill the goods. Well, I guess we've been looking at putting together a British pattern and yarn club so we've been kind of looking at sourcing yarn from both small flocks and smaller producers and then you know I've kind of started testing dyeing it and take it away. <laughs> so what I wanted to do was I really enjoyed working with Jess on the collection that we just did mm -hmm. um, but I really love rare breed and unusual British yarns. I did have big dreams of sort of spinning up fleece and then I realized that actually you Not have yet. to be for quite future. big. For future. To, you know, commission the mills to do these things. Jess is the sensible one. Yeah. In the like, please, are we going to spin it up? And Jess was like, Claire, that's not really the scale <laughs> we're at at the moment. So we've scaled it down. But what we've found is some really unique um, small batches of yarn that we have specifically chosen to think about. Again, it's about seasons. It's about uh, nature, landscapes. Yeah. Um, we're doing three accessories launched in, you'll get it, January, March and May instalments. Um, exclusive patterns, exclusive colorways, exclusive wool, like you know, things around. that you're not just going to pick up off the shelf in a random yarn shop. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. What? So, what are the details then? When? When is it? When are sign-ups open? Well, I think we'll do November. November. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be a little bit of a mystery, but not a complete mystery. So, we're going to have um, some information about the colour palette and the types of designs, so you can get a feel for it. But you won't know exactly what you're getting. Mm -hmm. So, you sort of have to buy into it a little bit, but it's not completely we're not so yeah. you said rare breeds so can you tell us a bit about some of the bases are we doing that yet i think that's a little bit secret at yes, oh my god <laughs> that's too secret there I is a line you, to draw then i can tell <laughs> you that they are reasonably unusual yes um from very small flocks we've been very careful to select um, people who we felt sort of fitted within what we were looking for in terms of suppliers. Um, yeah, so things that you won't find every day. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to call it? We haven't really... <laughs> Maybe we should have done that. Yeah, we probably no. should have done that before telling you. Because we've, we've done just... loads of other things. Yeah. We've done loads of but other things. It's really good. Uh -huh. to the... It's not a, um, a sock yarn club with exactly. just socks. So it's going to mm. be something well, a little bit there's unique, going to be really. something for your hands in January because we all know that January is dreadfully cold mm -hmm. um, which means rich and sumptuous to keep you nice and warm mm -hmm. um, then to put a little bit of a spring in your step you know at the beginning of March there'll be something for your feet um, something to brighten up your day after a long gloomy winter mm -hmm. come May come May so the sort of the beginning of the summer yeah. you can tell that I'm an optimist yeah. <laughs> I live in Scotland and I'm saying it's going to be summer in May <laughs> We're going to have an extra large, so it's going to be 150 grams, and it's going to think of luster and think of drape. Oh my god! And mm. just think of the shawl. Nothing overly complicated, yeah. But a stunning shawl. Simple and stunning. Simple and stunning, yeah. with a yarn that just has such a quality that it just screams, "Wrap me around your shoulders yeah. in a shawl." To choose a favorite, I don't know what my favorite is now. You I can't. You're not going to tell me like, anyway. You know, dyed up one of them. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of chosen the colorways for that. And then um, the other two are still to be. And so up. are they like the, the sort of color palette that you go for the really saturated? That's kind of what I typically do. But mm -hmm. this is more taking um, inspiration from like landscape. And um, so some of them will be a little bit softer, you know, more earthy. To yeah. sort of, I suppose, to reflect the yarn as yes, well. Yes, yes, exactly. Because it's very yeah. just you know, oh, that first base for the mittens is just so, you just want to squish it, mm. like. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> You're thinking about November for sign-ups. Yes. And do you have any idea of prices at the moment? People sign up for either just one, one or, you know, two, or if they buy all three, then they get kind of a discount on Nice. The, and I'm going to throw in an, a little extra something special if they get all three. Oh, so just nice. a little added bonus. For something very exclusive and and so after may mm -hmm. are you gonna do kits are you gonna bring out a, a book again or so the plan is um they will be exclusive for six months because we want people to have something special yeah. and then the plan is that the colorways will come out and mm -hmm. that the patterns will be turned into a pattern booklet um i'm very interested in the stories of the landscapes of the yarns of the producers um, of the colours, I, I like to sort of pull it all together. So that will be part of the book, which will come out sort of later next it's year. It's really good, and it's actually a really good way. Although we were talking about this yesterday, mm -hmm. how people are a bit more discerning now about buying rare breeds Absolutely. and things. Absolutely, mm -hmm. but it's a good way when people 
we know that people like their gold skeins and their yep. you know really nice dyed yarn and so this might be a, an in as mm -hmm. well you know exactly. to get a bit of appeal and get people yeah. buying uh -huh. british breed yarn and also yeah. sometimes i think british breed is seen as that rough scratchy natural colored yeah. yarn people think oh well it's just brown isn't it it's brown or it's gray <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with gray because yeah. to be honest i'd have no. the gray yarn in the world but um i think the idea that we're taking that and adding hand dyed element to it is something mm -hmm. that's not seen as often and, and then showing something, you know, a stylish sort of pattern that mm -hmm. you can create um, with this wool that's not at all kind of seen as old-fashioned or whatnot, which there's nothing wrong with a bit of vintage, you no. know what I mean? <laughs> there are more people becoming aware that you can get these mm. these rare breed mm -hmm. yarns and where to get them from yeah. small-scale yeah. yep. sellers. But it, yeah. it, it, you know, certainly sock weight in different yep. breeds apart from BFL or anything it's like that, hard. It's, it's hard. I did, it did start as a club for, I wanted to do socks mm. because I want, I think there's so many amazing breeds out there that are perfect for socks, yeah. but people just aren't spinning it in the right way. I had a very long yes. conversation with this wonderful woman at Unwind and she was just like, people aren't spinning it like that. That's when I was like, it's okay, we'll just spin our own. <laughs> yes. And Jess was like, maybe not. So that's um, the next one then. Yeah, the next one. Either when I win the lottery and I can just commission Mills to do what I yeah. want, or once mm -hmm. we've grown it, the plan is to do more bespoke things. But so we decided to take what we could find and to work with it mm -hmm. and make things that allowed it to shine mm -hmm. instead of sort of yes. trying to shoehorn it but into like you must way. be a pair of yeah. socks yeah. That's the best way is to just sort of do, use the resources you can yeah. and, yeah. and let the yarn hot. talk to yes. you yes yeah definitely mm -hmm. oh. we talk to yarn all the time <laughs> small conversations with yarn yes. and can we say something about what you've been up to recently because you're all a bit on the scene now. <laughs> got patterns in the knitter, got got my head to toe book out now. How, yeah. how are things? Busy. Wow, so busy. I can't, it's a year since I moved to Edinburgh, a year. And goodness, I can't believe how far we've come. We've actually just found a new flat, which is not knitting, but it's like a normal <laughs> flat that like normal people would live normal in, as opposed people. to the very strange flat that we lived in when we first arrived. And that kind of is echoed and just, yeah, busy. Wow. So, because it's only a couple of months ago since you finished your job. I did, job. end of July. And then have you just not had time to breathe since no, then? No, I, I, don't, I don't breathe very I, I've started drinking quite a lot of coffee. Um, so, yeah, but it's brilliant. I'm loving every second of it. So I've got quite a lot of stuff going on with the knitter. I've just had a couple of patterns out. I've got another one coming. Um, I've got some really interesting articles um, in the next two issues on some things that are, I just think are brilliant. Obviously, I can't tell you what they are, oh. but they are um, really interesting to me, and I hope other people find them interesting. I've got two new patterns for October. I've got a pair of um, relaxing, soothing socks, because um, obviously it's Socktober, mm. and a really nice, warm, scrooshy cowl. And then I'm busy teaching. So then I'm teaching at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. That's exciting, because I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> Just over the moon The caliber is fantastic. What a good mixture of... I feel very honored to be in the company that I'm in. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, so... And then lots of things happening with Jess, and, um, and then the... The other big thing um, is that all the baby socks from Sock Anatomy are currently being reworked. Um, in my, I love Brigantia, I do, but I also love West Yorkshire Spinners um, <laughs> in equal amounts. So, yeah. and I'm all about. I love my hand dyes, but I do think it's good to champion the more commercially available yes. yarns, and um, their signature is just fab Amazing. for socks. So I'm reworking all my adult socks in those, and the book will be ready before Christmas. 
Fantastic. I don't intend to sleep between now and no, Christmas. Head to toe is here. It's in print. Um, it's in stock. If you want to support your lovely local yarn stores, which I really, really advocate, um, it's in Edinburgh at Ginger Twist. It's in Glasgow at Queen of Pearls. It's in Dundee at Fluff. So pop it's along in Edinburgh there. at Kathy's Knits it's as well. Right. And then it's on my website, www.yarnandpointysticks.com. Um, and you go through to a big cartel shop, so you purchase it. And is it available from your website as well? Yes, I will be putting it up and on it, my website. And your website is? www.gingertwiststudio.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Sock Anatomy, the baby book, mm-hmm. is also going to be in print. It will be a such a beautiful um, book. So, and it's, and it's a real resource for beginner knitters. Mm-hmm. So I've kept Sock Anatomy Baby as the sort of the beginner knitters. Yeah. And then the adult patterns will be written in a slightly different style and more succinct because I know that a lot of people prefer their patterns more in a sort of standard format. So yeah. they'll be the two together. So they'll work perfectly for learning, but Sock Anatomy, the baby version, well, the learning version will be here very soon. And ready for your Christmas wish list. Yes, I'll be <laughs> filling stockings all over the land. <laughs> Now, do we have any Outlander yarn? The Outlander yarn has been doing so well. Yes. (laughs) It's crazy. And then I I dyed up uh, nine more skeins um, the other day, but I had meant to dye 18, but then I was tired and I accidentally created a new colorway, which you saw. Yes, Bonnie Bonnie Scotland. Scotland. So that's another kind of like complimentary color. I'll definitely be doing that again. But yeah, the Outlander yarn. It's gone mad, hasn't it? It has. Outlander crazy. It's a lot of of people in the States have ordered from me as well. I bet. Yeah, because that was. Was that the Knitmore Girls that, yes, yes. that talked about it? It's Absolutely. really, it's amazing how far and yes. wide the, the word goes. And Absolutely. I think that that whole, I mean, that whole Outlander thing is just sort of beyond me. I think, but mm-hmm. it, it's amazing how it has become a really big thing that people mm-hmm. want the tartan exactly. and want the colours. And it's great mm. for Scotland. Like, why not come yeah. on? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, oh and well. so that is in which base? Is that your sheepy? Oh, it's on the sheepish sock. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good floor ply. It's a high twist. So it's really good for socks, actually. But I've seen it. Um, ladies, there's two ladies that have done a knit night out of it. It looks great. Wow. Um, I've seen it done in socks and like cowls and such. So it looks great with whatever you do. Fantastic. So it has a nice, um, a nice sturdiness to it. It does. And it has a lovely, mm-hmm. real depth. Yes. It's cool. lots of like deep greens and deep blues with kind of flat ashes of lighter blue kind of yeah it looks like a peacock oh uh-huh. fantastic peacock shape well girls that was really yeah. exciting yeah. very exciting <laughs> news we'd love to reveal with you yes keep doing that that's fantastic you're more than welcome anytime but we always have to keep it secret from you I, thank you very much thank for you. that thank you we're gonna pop past inspiration it's yarn garden it really is fantastic to have a british yarn club but which supports small producers um, and is exquisitely hand-dyed by Jess and with absolutely perfect pattern designed by Claire. That is a really amazing yarn club. It's a really, I think, really unique. The three British yarns have been, obviously, as you heard, have been sourced very specifically to take you on a new wool journey and... Claire says that each yarn has been lovingly dyed and is accompanied by an exclusive design created to let the yarn take centre stage. So here are the details. The club is available in three parts, with instalments being sent to club members in January, March and May. The colourways and designs will evolve as the seasons change, which is inspired. Really, it is a mystery 
in, in as much as the exact details of each instalment will only be revealed when your parcel arrives. So if you like a surprise and you like your British yarn and you like your hand dyed and you like your exclusive, exclusively designed patterns, then this is the club for you. So without spoiling the surprise you can expect in January, the blurb that Claire has written is Foggy skies subdue the colours as we welcome in the new year. Cold days have us reaching for that extra, extra layer of added warmth as we head out the door. This instalment features a beautiful yarn from a rare British breed. The fibre is dense and springy, making it the perfect base for warm accessories. Two 50 gram skeins in soft muted shades combined to produce an outstanding first instalment of the Neighbourhood Sheep Society. And that is the name that they came up with. Um, the Neighbourhood Sheep Society. I love that. That's fun. That is just such a great description of what this is because it's all local. Um, you know, it's local yarn. It's our it's our sheep. It's it's the yarn of the UK and and it sort of adds to that. You know, I have I am a big believer in the yarn and, and knitting community and I love that that's a community that Neighbourhood Sheep Society. It's fantastic. In March, the transition to spring has begun, but the woolens are still very much needed to keep us warm and toasty. As the brighter days break through the fog of winter. This yarn will bring a flash of cheer to your knitting basket. A single 100 gram skein of this exquisite, lightweight but hard wearing British breed yarn and the perfect pattern to help you to spring in your step. In May, the cold days of winter are behind us and summer approaches. Uh, let's wait till May before we make that assertion, shall we, Claire? Bringing, <laughs> bringing with it renewed life and the promise of warmth and lush green grass, picnics and long summer days. The final instalment brings a beautiful, lustrous, British rare breed yarn in three magnificent tonal shades. These 50 gram skeins combine together to make an outstanding accessories to see you through the summer months. And that is the shawl pattern that Claire was talking about. Um, so sign-ups open on the 7th of November, which is today, by the way. Uh, limited spots are available. Prices will vary on installment and postage. Uh, but if you're in the UK, the single... Club prices are uh, January £26, March £26 and May £29. I just think that is fantastic value. I really, really do. If you're in Europe and the rest of the world, or the rest of the world, it'll be £31 and £32 respectively. January and March and May will be £34 and £35 for Europe and the rest of the world. I just think it's it's brilliant and they have a discounted price if you want all three. So all three months would be £74 in the UK, £89 in Europe and £92 for the rest of the world. And if you get all three, as well as the discounted price, there's going to be a special surprise gift, as Jess had, had hinted at there. So parcels will be posted on the second Wednesday of the month, which is the 14th of January, the 11th of March and the 13th of May. You can place your orders now via the Ginger Twist Studio website but remember that club places are limited. I should really state that if you are interested, then please go over and just just buy it. You know, if you if you're not sure if you want all three, at least buy one. If in if you think that you want to take part in this club, just do it. Um, I know that I am an awful enabler, but I do think that this club is going to be really popular as we said in the interview. People are much more interested now about where the yarn comes from, and I think this club is just designed for people like you knit British listeners who who want to know where the yarn com- comes from, want to support small flocks and small producers, 
but want that hand-dyed loveliness and a fantastically exclusive design pattern, which will be exclusive for for six months, you know, and no one else is going to have that unless you're in the club. So that is really pretty special. And once I get the podcast up, then that's exactly where I'm going. And my God, I hope there's some left. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. So yay, yay, yay for the Neighbourhood Sheep Society, the best of British breed yarn club for 2015. And also huge congratulations to Claire for uh, the recent publication of Sock Anatomy as an actual book, paper and ink book. And I should also mention that Claire, in addition to those two new sock patterns, which are uh, Josie and Corrugate, which Claire was talking about in uh, the interview there, the cowl pattern is Snell and it was available this week and I've put all the information on that on the show notes it looks fantastic also congratulations to jess on the popularity of her outlander yarn as we were discussing there as i'm recording this it is out of stock i can see on the website so by scotland is not in stock either but you know the girl has lots of other fantastic things in her shop which is gingertoastudios.com so thank you so much to claire and jess for surprising me once more with the big reveal and and good luck to them and good luck to you if you're gonna uh, join in that that club so thank you very much guys and congratulations on your fantastic ingenuity I'm really, really pleased that you're you're doing this uh, British Yarn Club and really, really touched that you asked me to break the news. So thanks very much. And that's my belly rumbling. While I was at Yarndale, I went over to the Blacker Yarn Stand with the lovely Shiny Bees, Joe, and um, had a chat with Sonia uh, over at Blacker. And she was telling us about their new yarn that they are releasing and was very kind um give me a preview of that yarn the yarn is the limited edition west country tweed it's a double knit yarn and it's made from a blend of teaswater crossbred wool from the mendip hills and black welsh mountain wool from devon and these have been blended together the teaswater and the black welsh mountain yarn combined makes uh, a soft grey, natural grey shade. The fibre is then dyed and very small nips, uh, different coloured nips, are blended with the wool before spinning. And the resulting yarn is West Country Tweed. And it's really very lovely. <laughs> uh, the yarn is wool and spun. Uh, there are four colours selected by Blacker to match the, the landscape around the southwest of England, moors and cliffs and seas. Uh, and I chose the blue, but there is a lilac and a green and a soft grey. Quite often, nip, nip yarn, the nips are quite big and quite noticeable. In this, the nips are very, very small, and that is a very beautiful um, effect because... It is tweedy, but it is also very subtle, and the little tiny little flashes of colour um, are very pretty. Because it's blacker, you know that the fleece and animals are reared in Britain and undergo the strictest welfare standards. Um, so, uh, hooray for that! <laughs> 
and I'll put some pictures up, but I know that the pictures won't do justice to the um, subtleties in, in the yarn, so I need to tell you that it's, um, there are very, very tiny nuances of pink and yellow and green in those nips. They really do accent the, the, the shades here. When I, when I first picked it up, I thought that's going to be a great hat, but I decided instead to cast on a, a, a sample square just to see how it knitted up and I knitted a, 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 in a lace pattern which the stitch definition was fantastic on that and I'll put a picture up there I did uh, the lace arrows pattern from uh, Barbara Walker's uh, Treasury of Patterns um, just did that all over just to see what the effect was and the definition is brilliant really really great stitch definition and then so I once I washed that then I thought, you know what, I think I need cables. <laughs> and so I decided to knit up a pair of, just a pair of wrist warmers with a cable design on them. The luster in this wool gives it great stitch definition. The yarn is a uh, woolen spun. It's, it's a dense fabric knitted in stocking stitch, uh, which is going to make it very warm indeed. I do like woolen spun this yarn, this knitted in hand warmers, is going to be ex exceedingly warm. I think it is possibly more traditional to spin long wool worsted, but the effect here is is really nice. You still get that luster, you still get that little bit of shine. It's a very characterful yarn. It is tweedy. The nips and the feel of the of the wool give it that tweedy feel. I think you're gonna love this yarn for your hats and mitts and cowls, but I think it's gonna felt superbly, and I also think that it would make. Imagine a little sort of hooded outdoor sweater for myself in this yarn. Let me tell you a little bit about the beads so that you can understand this wool and what, what it might feel like, um, what, the, what the characteristics will be like. Black Welsh Mountain is a conservation breed. If you go on to the uh, www.rbst.org.uk, that's the Rare Breed Survival Trust, you can find a lot of sheep information on there um, if you're interested in different breeds. It's a dense and firm fleece which really hasn't much kemp and has a good loft to it, which makes it very good and practical for lots of um, warm garments, uh, hats and mittens and sweaters. The staple length is about 6 to 10 centimetres, and the micron range is 32 to 35. You also can get white and uh, grey Welsh Mountain, of which I have some in my stash. Um, the Tees Water is, a, is a, um, a cross, I believe, in this blend, and I can't quite remember what it's crossed with, but I will put that information in the, in the show notes. Tees Water is on the vulnerable list, on the sheep watch list, which means there are only between 900 and 500 animals that's sort of based uh, on the, uh, the Rare Breeds Survival Trust website. The staple is, the locks are very, very long indeed. 15 to 30 centimetres and a really soft handle. Really lustrous and a very fine long wool. Um, some people will say that they don't like the feel of a long wool because some of the, the longer fibres might be a slight irritant, but Tees Water is 
is quite fine. Long wool is very durable as well, so in this blacker yarn you're getting the soft denseness from the Black Welsh Mountain. You're getting the soft lustrousness from the Teeswater and you're getting a yarn that's going to be very hard wearing. You will have heard me say of my long wool cardigan that I that it hardly pills. Um, I can't say that I haven't given this particular yarn the pill test yet but I have a feeling that it'll be very very similar in that sense that it's um, soft but hard wearing. Initial hand grab squish as I like to call it in the ball you can feel that it's airy. You can feel that this yarn has got a nice dense squish to it. I would say that there is a very slight initial crispness to the yarn in hand, but working with the yarn through the fingers and um, wearing, uh, wearing the yarn is very soft indeed. I can, I can feel that spring. It's not maybe soft as BFL, but I would I would liken it to Shetland. And when I washed my swatch, it bloomed a little and it softened again. I think after a few washes, this yarn, like Shetland, will get softer. And um, I do think this is going to be a yarn that's going to have, have that longevity like Shetland will. This, this was a preview of this yarn, and very thankful I am too um, for that preview. I will be doing a post on the launch day, which is a week today, Friday the 14th of November. And I will put up all the links um, and the links to Blacker's website, which um, it's not up there at the moment, but it's blackeryarns.co.uk. I can tell you that um, the yarn is £6 for 50 grams. It's double knit. You get 110 metres. And I do like the fact that there is a Made in Cornwall stamp on there as, as well as the British Crook mark. And I did I did think that I was going to have one grumble about this yarn. But I have to take it back because when I, <laughs> when I looked at the, at the label, it just said Blacker West Country Tweed. When I spoke to Sonia, she told me the provenance of these beautiful fibres are, you know, within 100 miles of each other. And then I looked at the ball band and I thought, well, it doesn't say anything about that on there. That's an awful shame. And then I took the ball band off the wool and there on the inside is the very information, <laughs> which is brilliant because that, then you can get four paragraphs on there, which is even better. <laughs> Spectacular use of, the, of that wasted space inside the ball band. I um, really, really enjoyed knitting with this yarn. Personally, I, I can recommend it for lace because it has a really nice characteristic with open work. It's got great stitch definition in cabling and in, and as I say, I, I wanted to knit something that could show a couple of different um, stitch definitions. So I have knitted a pair of wrist warmers, which I will get pictures taken of. Um, so you can see, I'm obviously saying this now, but at the time that you're hearing it, those pictures should hopefully be, <laughs> be on the website. I really can't recommend Blacker highly enough if you are interested in British wool and and sourcing different kinds of British wool that aren't just easier to get breeds or the more recognisable breeds such as Shetland or Blueface Leicester. You know, there is a, an absolutely startling amount of breeds on there. I don't think they have all of the 60-odd breeds of British sheep breeds and breeds that live in the British Isles in, on their website, but they do a pretty dang good job of 
promoting the role that they do have on there and it really is worth a look. You could go for a blacker swan Falkland Merino for the softest of the soft. But they have specialist and rare breeds and Welsh breeds and Scottish breeds and English breeds and organic and alpaca and mohair and and I'm sure blacker would be more than willing to oblige and answer any of your questions that you have about their yarns. But by clicking on a yarn, if you look in the description, it will tell you exactly what the fibre is, what the breed is, how it's finished, how it's spun, and it'll give you a description of the, of the breed and the wool. So you can't go wrong. You absolutely can't go wrong. Thank you very much to Blacker for this uh, opportunity to preview their fantastic yarn. And as I say, I will have another post up on the launch day. If you can't wait until then, you can go over to www.blackeryarns.co.uk and have a wee mooch around at the other yarns uh, in preparation. It's, it's a really lovely yarn. I hope that it's not so limited that they've run out before I can buy some more to make a jumper. <laughs> spin on, spin off. I think I probably told you that in May... When I went to the Highland Wool Fest, I was sort of drawn to some combed tops and I haven't done much spinning in the last year or so. I learned a few years ago to drop spindle and I just thought when I was at the Highland Wool Fest, I was going to, I was drawn to it, so I was going to buy it. And so I spun, had spun up some um, Shetland and Merino cross, which had some Stellarina sparkle in it i spun up 25 uh, grams of it i don't know where i put the other 25 grams <laughs> uh, but I'll, i can show you a little picture i'll try to remember and put a picture of that on um on the show notes when i was at yarndale one of the stalls that i really wanted to visit was hilltop cloud because i haven't bought any roving from hilltop cloud before and i thought i this is this is something that i i sort of really need to to do i bought i actually bought a couple of things one british blueface leicester and rainy um braid and this one that i i'm holding in my hand i love it it is um from the higher higher collection which i'm probably saying that wrong it's merino shetland alpaca and silk and it is dyed in the most fantastic range of colours from ochres to yellows to oranges to blues to purples greys it is amazing I bought a spindle when I, another spindle when I was at Yarndale but it's, I'm not really very technical about about spinning and spindling but I would say that it spins too fast for this wool I don't know if, any, if that makes sense to anybody but this roving um, spins very finely and I find that the spindle was spinning over fast putting too much spin into it with very little movement from me and then it was breaking um, and spinning off so I changed to my first spindle very trusty very basic spindle and I've been spinning it on there I've spun about only about 20 grams of it so far I'm a quite fine spinner actually I would like to spin a bit thicker but my singles are always really really thin and I just sort of spun, took off what I'd spun so far and, and chain plied it it's really a beautiful golden 
it is a golden skein. Um, in fact, when I tweeted it, a picture of my singles, then uh, then somebody had said, Rumpelstiltskin lives because it's really, it's really like spun gold. It's beautiful. And I'm really enjoying spinning with it. You know, you might say, well, Louise, do you know if the merino is British? Is it British alpaca? Is it, you know, the silk won't be British. But do you know what? It is dyed by the fantastic Katie Weston. She's a British dyer. Dyeing is a totally integral part of the wool journey. Don't call me not British. I'm spinning, spinning dyed British. And I can't say enough good things about this, this roving. It really is like spinning with a cloud. One day I might learn to spin on a wheel, but I'm really enjoying the process of spinning on a hand spindle. And I decided that I would like to learn just a little bit more about spinning and had put out on Twitter um, a plea for favourite books on spinning and the resounding answer was Abby Frankmont's book Respect the Spindle and I'm reading that at the moment and it's brilliant, it's a really great insight and I heartily recommend it to anybody who is interested in spinning. I want to say um, hello uh, to some people in the Knit British group because I feel the last couple of episodes I haven't given justice to saying hello to the new kids in the group but hello to Tammykins who is Tammy from Ontario and hello to Lalmi who is Lorna from Cumbria hello Lalmi uh, Pearl Pixie is Jill from Perth Australia Stitch Stitchy Girl is Jackie from Sheffield hello to you Stitchy Girl Spinny Gonzalez is Ordali from Aberdeen. Fiery Bug is Gigi from Baltimore and Maryland. Hello, Gigi. Hello to everyone. There are 398 members in the Knit British group at the moment as I record. And thank you to each and every one of you. And hello if you've said hello. And if you haven't already said hello, come on in and say hello in the um, hello thread. I do try and follow everybody who joins in the group and I've been terribly remiss recently and haven't been you know following all the new kids as, as they join so I'll have to do a big session of, of following everyone because I think you're nice enough to join my group I should be nice enough to follow you and hello to all of you on the topic of Ravelry I did stuck this on Instagram and I also tweeted it but it is worth shouting out on here you might have heard recently of several lost knitted items being um, relocated with their uh, grateful owners via the wonderful world of social media again I, it, this might not reach the direct channels but the right person but you know if you share the podcast or you you know pass on the contact details then this might get to the person that it's supposed to at Shetland Wool Week uh, Diane, who is not just hats on Ravelry, found in a puddle a very beautiful knitted item. And it's, according to Diane, a, a, a major piece of knitting. She took it to the police station, but didn't want to leave it with them because she didn't know that it would get back to the person that it was meant to get back to. She didn't know if the person knew that they had lost it. She didn't know... If the person was even from Shetland and would be reunited with it again from the, the police station. So she took the item home with her back to Wisconsin 
and she's given it some TLC uh, and uh, rescued it from the state it was in in the puddle. And she would really, really like to pair this item up with its owner. Now, it is a shawl, um, but I'm really reticent to give much information about it because it really is something else um, from what I can see in this picture. Um, I have a picture that I might post um, so you so you get an idea of, of what it is, but it it is a red knitted item, shawl slash scarf slash stole. If you were in Shetland, Saturday the 4th October to Sunday the 12th of October, and if you lost a hand-knitted item, please get in touch. We really are going to be looking for people, for someone to describe this in great detail. If you were here and you saw someone wearing this item and you think you might know roughly what their name is or where they were from or who they were with, anything. Shetland is a small place. I'm pretty sure we could try and find out who who's lost this. So, so yes, lost and found. Hopefully we can make it found um, and reclaimed. That would be lovely. I'd also like to give a shout to quilter Caroline, who is a listener and a member of the Knit British group on Ravelry. Is known on Ravelry as Clothes Line Designs. And she's just released her first self-published shawl pattern called Never Shall Meet which costs £2.50 and it is in her Ravelry store which I'll put a link to but this has got um, open work and garter ridges and stockinette and it's really pretty divine that's probably about all for one episode thank you very much to Jess and Claire thank you very much to Blacker for their wonderful West Country tweed yarn I will put up all the details about the tweed yarn and all the links when that yarn is launched a week today, Friday the 14th. I'll also put up some pictures as well for you to see on the uh, show notes of the, the yarn. Thank you very much for listening. It's been, it really has been Wovemberlicious. I'll enjoy uh, the Wovember posts and join in with the Wovember wall and Instagram your Wovember photo competition entries. And I will see you again very soon. I shan't be back next week. That's just too much to podcast weekly for me uh, in fact next week I will be rocking my socks off with my best friend Kylie Minogue in Glasgow don't judge me Kylie rocks and um, <laughs> um, yeah so I'll probably be back around two weeks time with another episode I will have a review of the British yarn that I'm knitting the Antarctic in and I will have a review of Felicity Ford's excellent book Stranded Colour Work source book for now take care Stay wooly, and I will talk to you very soon. Take care now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. You can find out more at www.knitbritish.net. You can email me, louise at knitbritish.net, and I'm also on Twitter at knit underscore British. 